This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I am Jen Romolini. And Jen, how's it going today? Well, you know I have a sewage problem. So... (laughs) (laughs) So... Really, anything from there, from this morning's sewage problem is only going to go up. So, (laughs) (laughs) When did you discover your sewage problem? Oh, we've had it. It's been a whole thing. I don't want to get into too much about my my rental situation. Um, But it's, you know, we have an absentee landlord to some degree. And... um, there's a there's a blocked sewage pipe and it's not even that it's so disgusting it's more an inconvenience and like lots of workers and you know cameras going into the bowels of the house and you know <laughs> just like st- literal shit you don't want to deal with you know? <laughs> <laughs> and very distracting in a time when I have very little focus anyway to be like, hey, could you look at this? And I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, oh, my God. My focus has disappeared. Like, I, I, first of all, I'm addicted to word games. Oh, no. Which Wordle? I think is a, Wait, are you playing Wordle? I'm not playing Wordle. I am exceptionally bad at Wordle, but I'm very charmed by the Wordle story. You know, the guy who invented Wordle did it for his girlfriend because she loved word games. I know it's very sweet and like it's a very like earnest and sweet story when usually these kinds of stories of like an inventor are so, you know, yucky, yucky and greedy. And, you know, this is like so, oh, this guy did a very sweet gesture and now he's going to get a lot of money for it. Yay him. I do find it oppressive, the Wordle shares. I do. And God love you. But God love everyone who does it. But I'm just like, if you don't understand what it is, it's just like, what the fuck are all these tiles? (laughs) I know. I totally agree. I felt the same way about everybody posting their queen bee status on the spelling bee, even though the one or two times I've actually made it to queen bee status, I've had to sit on my hands to keep myself from posting that. I mean, look, that's the thing where we're, you know, all of us being content creators, like we're all just doing the same shit all the time. It's like, oh, let me show you my latte art. Here's a sunset, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I finally unfollowed somebody today who was also a content creator because she just adopted a puppy. Oh, no. And I was just like, I can't be there for this. I can't I can't be there for her journey of discovery. I very much support people who, when they when they have like an an overwhelming content machine, like a baby or, mm-hmm. or a puppy or whatever, I love. I really support when they create a separate account. I think it's very respectful to say, "Listen, 
listen, this is going to be a lot <laughs> and, yes. and you might not want it. You can go over here if you're interested in it. I, I really, I, I support that gesture a lot. I think it's very respectful. I agree. I agree. I am. Um, so anyway, back to me. How am I doing? Yeah. I'm just bringing it back to me. Bring it. Romelini, I can't get any work done. Okay. I just spent like an hour untangling necklaces. Oh, God. That's what today has been. I, I, I don't like untangling necklaces. All I feel like doing are like little things that don't require a lot of attention, like playing the word games I play and untangling necklaces and folding laundry. Yeah. I just don't feel like working. I just don't feel like working. What do you think that's about? Are you afraid? Um, no, I think I'm, I, I, I think I'm in a little bit of a work rut. Okay. I don't think I'm afraid, but I don't know. I just like, I think it's the weather too. Yeah. It's so cold here. Like today I was like, yay, it's 35 degrees and the sun is out. Yeah, because it's really when it gets, when it knocks below 32, it's just all bets are off. It's just depressing. You're, it's, it's, you're trapped inside. It's, you know, that's you're, sad. You're a prisoner. You're really trapped inside. And the snow came. There was that big snowstorm over the weekend. and The bomb cyclone. The yeah. bomb cyclone, which was, was, was a lot. It was a lot. And then, of course, it sucks because you have to walk your dog and they get everybody puts salt on the sidewalks and it gets in their paws. And like my dog is so like just looks at me with such resentment right now because I'm either trying to put boots on him or put some balm on on his paws. And he doesn't want he doesn't want anything to do with me. Well, <laughs> he doesn't get it. I wish he was. I wish he spoke English. <laughs> it would be so much easier, wouldn't it, if our dogs spoke English? Well, I mean, you know, I'm a dog, not by choice. Dog owner, not by choice. <laughs> not a dog, but <laughs> you know how I feel about dogs. But I mean, look, the dog, the dog's not even giving you like positive validation. So, like, you got you got nothing anywhere. I got nothing. Anywhere. I got nothing. The dog is the dog takes one look at me and is like, what? And also because he has diarrhea, so I've been trying to give him doggy kaopectate, which is the same as human kaopectate. Oh my god, Kim! So he's just pissed at me. Oh my he's god, he's just pissed off, and he's embarrassed that he went in the. I don't know. And it would just be easier if we could talk it out. And I could say, I'm squirting this medicine in your mouth to make you feel better. I'm putting these goddamn boots on you so you don't get salt in your paws. And then maybe he could tell me, you know, he could, he could, he could reveal some mysteries for me. I would like that. Have you, okay, have you done any exercises to get yourself out of this rut? I have started exercising. Okay, I, I didn't mean, I meant emotionally, but let's talk physically. Emotional exercises, yes. Well, I am, you know, um, we got a lot of response to talking about Julia Cameron, which mm -hmm. I thought was interesting, and her morning pages. And the only thing that stands between me and morning pages is physical paper to write it on and the inclination to one morning wake up and start doing it. Okay, okay. You just need to buy yourself a cute notebook that you love. I know, I know. And I have. It's like I'm a woman without several blank notebooks somewhere in this house. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, listen, just, just order up some shit. Order up a super expensive, like, I feel like that's one of those things you can buy yourself a very, you can really splurge on a notebook. You know, it's like you could splurge on a lipstick because it's not ever going to be that much, you know? Like splurging on magazines used to be. Exactly. You can splurge on it because it's, it's expensive for that item, but it's not so expensive in the grand scheme of things. So you can get yourself a beautiful notebook. And then yeah. I think you need to get yourself, because pens get lost, I think you need to get yourself a box of your favorite pens mm -hmm. so that's one and two but I was thinking and let's go back to exercise in a second physical exercise but I was thinking more there has to be an idea that you've never brought to fruition for a number you, you have had to in the past had an idea that you did not get to do that you would still like to do I just think you have not excavated far enough to know what that is I have some thoughts about something that does scare me, actually, that I have thought about doing. Um, I mean, it's not a question of there not being things. Right. Like, I know the things I could be doing. I just, it's just fucking winter. It is it's winter. Just winter and COVID for the third year and, you know, all the stuff we talked about. 
Yeah. You and know, I, and you have to treat yourself. Listen, and, and let me say, I am, I am right now trying to direct you in a direction, which is, but also it's just fine for it to just be January, February. It's fine for it to just be February and it just be nice to yourself. Just be like, okay, yeah. this is where I'm at. Like just rest. And I, I think even having the intention of, I would like to start working on something new. I feel like that planting that seed does mean something in your brain, even if it doesn't feel like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm working yeah. on projects now that I started thinking about four or five years ago. Yeah. You know? So, and I'll tell you something. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm working a lot and I'm doing things I've either never done before or I never did in any sort of depth. And I'm making a lot of mistakes. And the shame spiral of making the mistakes. I mean, this is why we don't try new things because mm -hmm. it's like, oh fuck, I don't know how to do that. I don't, I don't know how to work this technology. I, I sent like a, a cold pitch email the other day and it was not a good, it was not the right way to send it. And I kind of blew, I, I blew a whole part of this project I'm working on. I mean, not, that's a little dramatic. And I was really, I had to really sit with myself for a second because you know, this is what work involves. It involves, may, especially doing something you've never done or haven't done in a long time. You're rusty. You're, you're, we're all in a pandemic. We're not used to communicating with other people. And you just, you've, you have missteps. And it's like in real time, learning to forgive yourself, not reacting, not doubling down and making the situation worse. And just like having a pause and being like, okay, what can I learn from this instead of I'm such a fuck up, I'm such a fuck up, I'm such a fuck up, you know? Yeah. And I think it's really hard to make mistakes as a middle-aged person. It was easier when we were younger because, I mean, it was still sucked. I hate making mistakes. But, but it, it, it always reminds me of this thing I think I've said before about how you see little children learning to walk and they fall down and they stumble and they get back up again and they laugh and they keep trying. And if you've ever seen an adult have to learn to walk again, it's which I remember walking, walking behind a man who was clearly relearning to walk on the street in Manhattan. And it was just so slow and so difficult. And like the machinery was just not moving with the efficiency it used to. And that's what I always think of, you know, it's just like, it's, it just gets a little stickier. Gets a little stickier. I mean, we've talked about this. You feel like you should know better. You know, it's embarrassing. It's, hum it's, it's humbling. And it's hard to be humbled. It's hard to be an older person and be like, just feel really vulnerable and feel like you have a lot to learn. But at the same time, there's the exhilaration is at beginner's mind, right? If you can flip yeah. it around and say, okay, I'm new to this thing. I don't know how to do it. And I just have to be curious and accept my stumbles. And the stumbles might be me actively making mistakes. And the stumbles might be you having a hard time starting. Yeah. And we have to accept both of those things and be kind to ourselves and not try to fix it. Because, I, you know, I think for you, it's like, this is the first time you've been thinking about something like this in a really long time, I think. And yeah. just kind of letting yourself ride out the thoughts and the motion and the intention. But it's so hard to have beginner's mind when you have in the past come close to mastery of something. Yes. You know, and I mean, there are many, 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 many people who are better writers than me. But when I write well, I write well. You do. And thank you. And feeling rusty, feeling like, you know, being able to bring beginner's mind to writing is, is, um, you know, when you've, when you've, you know, words, you know, it's just, it's all practice, you know, it's all ritual. It's all just, you know, doing it every day or close to every day. But also the game is different. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I knew how to play on a certain field, but it's a different field. Yeah. You know, I'm, and also I'm a different player. Yeah. I'm different. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's a drag when it's a different field and that field both 
bores and intimidates you in equal measure. Yeah. Yeah. But also there's a shedding of skin, I think, too, in picking up writing again, picking up a creative project again, picking up creativity again after mm -hmm. like giving yourself a minute to not. I think there's a shedding of skin. I'm noticing for myself the ways in which I wrote before don't work for me anymore, huh. which is really intense. Um, and part of the ways I used to write was I was very self-deprecating. I was, um, you know, I made a joke of myself and I used a lot of gimmicks in my writing and I had a really good time. It was very fun and very playful. My voice was always really fun and playful often at my own expense by design because that was mm -hmm. just easy and funny. And I can't do that honestly anymore because first off, I don't feel that self-deprecating. Second off, I don't want to be mean to myself. Third off, I realized those were a lot of gimmicks. So right. I'm not the same writer I used to be, but I haven't written anything really as the person I am now. Right. So how are you approaching that? I'm... I'm stumbling a lot. And anytime I see myself falling into old writing habits, I'm deleting that shit and I'm not doing it. Writing is taking me so much longer. I used to be so fast. I was uh, so fast. I could just churn it out. But I'm taking myself more seriously now. Not like, not like you couldn't poke fun at me and I wouldn't laugh, but like, I'm taking myself more seriously as a creative person than I ever did. And when well, you're it, trying and you're trying to honor yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to be a joke anymore. And this isn't a joke to me. And yeah. on a sentence by sentence level, I want to get it right. And I want to do, I know more. Part of it being young is the confidence of ignorance. Yep. Isn't that the truth? Right? Isn't that the truth? I... Yeah. I mean, when I think back to the beginning of my career, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I've been thinking about how easily I moved through that world. Yeah. And how I never put myself up for a job. I was always called about a job. And I had incredible privilege. Right. You know, you back in those days, you kind of had to have some privilege to work in magazines because you had to take unpaid internships. 100%. Which only certain people could afford to do. Um, and I've been thinking about how I just went, you know, you know, I, I didn't always work as hard as I needed to, but I, I felt like my career went from strength to strength for a long time. Yeah. And, and now my career is like, ugh, I don't know, you know, and, and in some ways, like I'm a happier person. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly a much happier person than I was for the years that I was editing Lucky, but just that, that intense competitiveness I had, I feel like, um, has really waned and that's nice. I don't feel, but you know, I also feel like maybe being motivated by com competitiveness is a good thing. You know, maybe I need to work on that a little, get, find some people to feel really competitive with. Maybe, but that's external, right? I feel like starting to understand what it is you actually want, you actually want to put into the world. And yes, there is a comparison game. And I think jealousy informs comp competition. And I would say jealousy, jealousy informs so much, right? Mm -hmm. I'm jealous. When you're jealous of somebody, it's usually because that's what you want, right? Yeah. And, and so yes, looking around and saying, what, what looks interesting to me? Who, you know, whose success is something that I covet? I think that that's, I think that's a good way to sort of think about what you want to do next in some ways. I mean, and then kind of turn that jealousy into something healthy and don't compare and despair and all of that. Yeah. Um, but looking about, looking into who do I want my peers to be? You know, I made, I made two friends in January. I mean, not really. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they, <laughs> I don't know if they'd consider me friends. But I started texting uh, with a writer who I really respect a lot. I was put in touch with this writer I really respect a lot. And I really like that's the world I want to be in. I know the sort of female, my age coven of writers that I want to be in. And it has nothing to do with big, splashy success or fucking, you know, Grub Street asking me what I ate for lunch. I don't <laughs> give a shit about that part. I don't want my like hand on my chin, like, oh, it's my time. Here's, you know, I don't, I really <laughs> want to do work that is 
is meaningful and that is good writing and be a part of what I see as a coven of quality female writers. Like that's the place I want to get to. Yeah. And you know, with me, sometimes I think like we talk about this sometimes that I will move to the country and adopt like 20 dogs. Sure. And just have that be my life. And I would be happy. Just run a little dog shelter for old dogs nobody wants. I mean, that's a great life. That's also a great life. It's just, is there a, because that's a, why are you, why are you wanting to, why are you wanting to work on something new? What's, what's the, is it just because you think you're supposed to, or is there a thing you really want to do? I think it's a shame that I'm not writing. I think it's kind of a shame that I'm not writing because it, nothing fulfills me. Few things fulfill me the way that writing something I'm really pleased with does. Right. And um, I feel like that would really help. Um, getting published, I mean, of course, I don't want to write things that nobody ever reads, but right. like having a big splashy byline, that's not so interesting. And there's no such thing as a splashy byline anymore anyway. Really? Yeah. And I don't, I don't care about any, I don't care anymore. I I did it. It made me feel bad. It just, yeah. I, I mean, anytime, you know, anytime I participated in media that was like how to get her life. Like I hated every second of that because it felt so false. And even though I tried to disrupt those kinds of narratives, like, and say, Hey, you shouldn't try to get my life. My life's fucked up. <laughs> you know, it's still yeah. that idea that people, you know, it's, I don't, I don't want to part. I, I really want to, this is why I said the Elena Ferrante thing, like that she gets to be, that she gets to be on her own, you know, that she gets to be anonymous in some ways, you know, I don't know. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. No, it's interesting. I watched it. I watched a kind of cool show that has to do with people over 40. Tell me. Called Somebody Somewhere. Wait, we kind of started talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Bridget Everett. I'd only Bridget watched Everett. one. Bridget Everett. Yes, I'd only watched one episode. Have you watched the, all the two? I watched them. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think there were, th I think I watched three. I don't oh, remember. Oh, you may have. Okay. I may have. Um, I really like that show. It's the Duplass brothers produced it. They're not in it but they produced it. And I remembered her from this not great show that Lena Dunham produced called Camping, but she was hilarious in it. Yes. yes. She was brilliant. And it takes place in Manhattan, Kansas, which is where she's from in real life. And she comes back home to take care of a sister who dies. And that's sort of when the show starts. But it's, it's really touching. About, I mean, it's really... Um, I don't know how to say this without sounding. It's very nice to see the Midwest portrayed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of just the coasts. Yes. It's very nice to see people with all different kinds of bodies and kind of, you know, and whatever else, you know. I, but that whole thing, that whole idea, what she meets friends through something called choir practice, which is basically where all the gay people and assorted other free spirits of Manhattan, Kansas, find each other. And she okay. has one friend in particular. Um, and it just, you know, it's, it's, it's about being in your 40s and still not knowing, you know, feeling like you never really got started in a way that's really poignant, I think. Um, and it's funny. But it, it, it was really moving to me. And I, I think she is just such a stunning talent. And then she sings and she's an amazing singer. Yes, she was in another movie where she played, I think, some like a dysfunctional mother. And um, she was a singer and a singer in this movie. And she has an amazing voice. She has an incredible voice. I really, I, I really like her a lot. And that's why I wanted to watch the show. But I only watched the first one. And I, I don't think I got, sometimes you just don't get enough from a pilot. You just are just like, no. oh. Pilots are problematic, like the same way that like the first issue of any magazine yes. would be problematic. Yes, yes. Um, I agree with you. And I was happy I stuck with it because it, it, it definitely like it, it's not fast paced. It's not like quick, quick, quick. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the wit is a little bit more subtle. And you did. I did kind of hang in the first one. I was like, mm -hmm, yeah, OK, I'm going to watch it because I like her. Mm hmm. 
but it's she has this very touching friendship and you know she's got a horrible sister who i guess gets more human as the show goes on right as as they all have to take a quick break for some ads if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Uh, okay, so you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. I watched the Teddy Pendergrass documentary. Did you? Really? Oh my God. Okay. It's from like two years ago. Okay. He was the most beautiful, charismatic man uh, of all time. He was <laughs> just, uh, you just don't see someone like this. That's like coming through the screen with charisma, coming through mm-hmm. the screen with sexual energy. It's just like, he was just bursting out of him. And he was about to, like people were positioning him as Black Elvis is what they say in this documentary. And he was about to blow up and he got into a car accident and he became paralyzed from the shoulders down. And that was it. And it sort of ends this ends this career. I mean, he has another career, but it's, you know, it's, it's different. And it's, you know, as a person living with a disability and he he learns how to sing just by like with the small movement he has in his arms he can pump his arms and get air out wow. um, but what is worth looking up in this is you know the Lionel Richie song lady 
Mm-hmm. I bet you don't think very much of lady. It's like fine. <laughs> lady. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Okay. The Teddy Pendergrass version of Lady, which was only recorded once on a London stage three weeks before he gets in this in this horrible, tragic accident, is it's one of those moments where it's like, oh, I feel like I've never heard this song before. This mm-hmm. is the most beautiful version of a song. And I, I've watched it about 100 times on, on YouTube. <laughs> like, it's so gorgeous. He, his voice is so gorgeous. And anyway, it was, it was really, was really sad and uh, inspiring because also you get to see somebody doing a thing that they were just born to do and then have that thing taken away from them. It was Uh a very intense story. And then flipping from that, I watched last night, I watched the first episode or the first, yeah, the first episode of the Cosby series, the Cosby documentary. Oh yeah. I'm very eager to watch that. It is, um, I will say this, it is really, really excellent storytelling. At least the first, the first is excellent storytelling. Like you just think about documentaries and how hard it is to communicate information because it's a lot of voiceover and it's a lot of like tapes or like, how do we show visuals for things we don't have visuals for, you know? Mm-hmm. And the way they put together Cosby's story. It, it is so balanced and so visually striking. It's really profound. And I, I really, it's, it's kind of not like anything I've ever seen. And it's really, really good. I'm, I can't wait. I wanted to watch more, but then I was like, oh man, it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. After this, it's just, I'm going to be up till 11. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, I like it. And I like the title. You know, I, um, what is it we need to talk about? We need to talk about Cosby. Yeah. Because this is hard to talk about. I'm afraid I'm going to say something stupid, but the the documentary does deal with, you know, from what I've seen, pretty much only members of the black community commenting on Cosby. And that whole idea that here was a man who meant a lot to a lot of people. Yes. And yet, you know, it can't, it, it can't stand. What he did can't stand. And so the discussion of that is sort of doubly vulnerable, Miking. Yes. And, you know, he did so many good things for the black community, like before him. And I didn't know this before him, before he was in, I think it's I spy was the show he was in before he was, and he was a lead in this show. And like, you know, this, this educated, handsome black man in a way that we had not shown black men on television before, but before him. So he had a lot of stunts in this show and before him, they did not have black stunt people. They would use a white person and put them in blackface. Amazing. And Cosby was like, nope, this isn't going to stand. I want to, I want a black stunt, stunt stand in. And so he did that. But at the same time, this whole time he's, he's doing all these great things for the black community. He's also a monster. And that is interwoven in this story in a really profound visual way where they mm-hmm. actually show the timeline of all his career successes and then splice in visually, this was mm. this accusation. This is when he drugged this woman. This is when he drugged this woman or wow. allegedly drugged this woman. We don't want to get sued. But, um, but <laughs> uh, so anyway, so it, yeah. And I thought that was, I thought that was striking too. And I, I, it's a really good documentary. And, you know, it's sad because so many people won't talk about it. That and also the fact that, like, you can have really wildly mixed feelings about a person and feel gratitude to a person and feel affection to them and, and for them and still at the same time recognize that they've done something monstrous. And, you know, Bill Cosby came and gave a concert at my college. He found out he didn't know about Oberlin and then found out that Oberlin was like the first was the first liberal arts college to accept black students. And it was the northern the town was the northernmost point on the Underground Railroad. OK, so he came and gave like a benefit concert, just like showed up, you know, made a ton of money for the college. 
Uh, yeah, it, grappling grappling with somebody's legacy like that, uh, you know, it's uh, I I I I don't feel I don't feel educated enough to even talk about this anymore. Me, but but I will say I will say it reminds me of Ashley Ford's wonderful book, Somebody's Daughter. Oh in which she, yes, in which she really she really deals very movingly with a father who was flawed. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of bad men. Yes. Oh, my favorite topic. <laughs> Go ahead. A new thing I want to watch is the um, is Secrets of Playboy. Okay. Secrets of Playboy. Yes. It's all about Hugh Hefner. And I want to watch it for the same reason I'm obsessed with anything about Scientology. Okay. Just like weird little cultures. Yeah. Like the culture that he created. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, they interviewed a lot of people for this and 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 among them they interviewed the bunny mothers who are like usually former bunnies themselves who are like the dorm parents for all the playmates or are they like the madams well that too and one of them said that between the years of 1975 and 82 when she worked for Hugh Hefner there were 40 to 50 sexual abuse allegations that were just cleaned up not surprising to me at no. all at no. all everybody complains about me too and not everybody but like a lot of white men white straight men complain about me too and cancel culture and oh you can't do anything and it's like we have not even begun to reckon with all no. of the assaults and abuse i mean i don't know a woman who was not assaulted in some way throughout her life. I don't, I don't know one woman our age who did not run up against something that was like, oh, that was at least like, if, yeah. if not much worse, like, oh, that was, that was really bad. And that made me feel really bad. You know, that, or that was almost really bad. Yes. Or that was almost really bad. You're absolutely right. Uh, we have not, we have not even begun to reckon with this. I mean, I, it, it it's beyond upsetting, but yes, I'm glad all this stuff's coming to light. I would like to watch that too. But then you see something like there was like, what was it? The, the, the bunny house or whatever that, whatever that reality show was where it was like all the like young playboy playmates who lived with Hugh Hefner. And he's just like this again, again, with the gross old man, I don't want to be ageist against men only, but like, I just can't believe how much they think of themselves at like 75 years old. <laughs> like, I know. Well, the thing about Hugh Hefner that was interesting or mildly interesting was that he actually finally got married. He married a playmate. He had a kid with the playmate. Viagra was invented. He left his wife. Like that's exactly how it happened, as I recall. Uh, I mean, not, not a surprise. No, and I bet the parties in that grotto, I can't even imagine the shit that went down in that in that grotto. Ew. Ugh, I know. Really gross. It's like I was in a pool in Vegas once. I went with a friend to the see the, the MTV uh, Music Awards. She was covering it, and I, I went with her, Video Music Awards. And she was really busy a lot, so I, like, had to, like, make my own fun in Vegas, which I just, I think Vegas is the most disgusting place on the yeah. planet. And... I remember getting in the pool. It was like 105 degrees outside. And so I was like, okay, I'll get in the pool. And I got in the pool and the pool just had an oil slick on top Ugh. of it from like everyone's like spray tans and like oil and just products. And I, oh, gross. and it was just like, it was like, there was just like very tan asses everywhere and thongs and then just like oily. And I was like, oh, I need to leave. I need to leave. <laughs> for me no, that I don't belong here this is not this is not my scene I've only been to Las, Las Vegas once for the consumer electronics show yes I was went there once for that wait what did you do there <laughs> I was on a panel <laughs> I was on a panel some dumb panel at the consumer electronics show and I stayed in the only hotel in all of Las Vegas that doesn't have a um, casino in the lobby Yes, that's what you have to do. That is what you have to do. <laughs> unless, it really is. Unless you want to walk through like smoky sadness. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny because Las Vegas, like, you know, it reminds me of where I grew up, Houston. Like everything is so brand new all the time. Right. Like right. 
there are buildings, I mean, Houston, in Houston, they tear down buildings that have been up for 40 years, 30 years, and put something new up. And so it, it didn't freak me out the way I think it freaks other people out because mm -hmm. it just reminded me of that weird place I come from. Yeah, it's just when you're in a place where the majority of people surrounding you have come to act out, a socially mm -hmm. sanctioned acting out of adults, I find that I, I find that really um, not something I can tolerate. Let's just say that. Yeah. I mean, it's the only place where people actually say the slogan out loud. You know? <laughs> no. That's terrible. Like, you know, you're playing the slots and like a guy, you know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And you're just like, ew, no, I'm not fucking you. Like, what? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, Vegas. I'm sure there are. Look, there's an Amanda Fortini Vegas that I know is delightful. I just have not seen it yet. So I have lots of, let me just say, I have tons of ignorance about Vegas. The Vegas I've seen has caused me a great deal of displeasure. But I know there's a no offense to the greater Las Vegas, which I'm sure is artistic and thriving and interesting. But the the center, the the, the, the no, the place you're meant to go in Las Vegas yes. is yucky. Yeah, it's yucky. It's yucky. It's very yucky. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have a. This has nothing to do with anything, but I'm going to change topics. I have a whole new skincare regimen. Please tell me. And it is amazing and it is working. And I'm going to tell you, so, you know, we've been interviewing a lot of, not a lot, but we've interviewed some beauty people and the whole thing that, you know, you need some kind of peel situation, like some acid on yours. Like, so what they've all told us is acid, vitamin C and retinol. So I got these Dr. Dennis Gross. Um, it's an extra strength daily peel. And it's a two, it, they come in like two, a sets of two wipes. And the first one is the peel and you rub it on your face. And you, uh, the first one is the, the wipe that has the peel on it. And you rub mm -hmm. that on your face. And then you rub like the soothing agent after that. You leave that on for two minutes and you rub the soothing agent. And that thing has made my skin so soft. So I've been doing that. Then I've been doing, following that with the vitamin C powder that we both use. Mm -hmm. And then I just got, and I haven't tried it yet, but I've been using Shani Darden's retinol, which I like, but I just found a much cheaper French retinol. Do you know about the French retinol? I don't because I can't use retinol. My skin is too sensitive. Okay. The Shani Darden, I think you could use because I think that it's, I, I, I think it's really, really gentle. But um, the the other the other one that I'm using, which I think everybody should know about, because it's like it's highly recommended by the internet. It used to be something else, and now it is like a new name. Oh, it's A three thirteen, and it's twenty two dollars. And I feel like it's one of those like beauty editor secrets that nobody nobody really talks about. Hmm. And then. I am going to start trying at-home microneedling with the with a device called Beauty Bio, which I've been which has been highly recommended to me. But what I've been doing is retinol, vitamin C, and the acid, and it's 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 been no, your skin looks great. It's been amazing, and you know whatever. Like as discussed, I'm trying to I'm trying to avoid injections. I'm trying to not do it for see how I, long I can go with dealing with these lines, these, all these lines. The at-home micro needling sounds a little scary. But I don't think it is scary. So there's also, I, I got that and I have another one coming. I mean, these are expensive devices. There's some other thing called like new beauty, NU beauty. And it's like some laser that you can do at home. I mean, my husband is just like, what the fuck? You're going to fry off your face. <laughs> but there's a new beauty device that's supposed to really work and you have to use it with a, um, you have to use it with some sort of gel, I think it is. I don't know if hmm. that's the name of it, but you have to use it with a gel and it's, um, it basically is using like a laser at home, like a very light laser. Anyway, I will report back on those things. Do report back. I'm very intrigued. I'm intrigued too because things that don't cost that much that I can do at home in a in a more regular way that actually like I think the acid peel 
is just really firming my skin. I can really see like my skin looks a lot firmer, tighter, and smoother. Hmm. I'd be afraid of the acid peel too. The, the, the only acidy thing I put on my face is drunk elephant's baby facial mask. I mean, which I'm, yeah. I, I use about once a week usually. Mm -hmm. It stings. Okay. But, you know, so it feels like it's really working because it kind of stings and then it stops stinging. You leave it on for 15 minutes, but I always feel super glowy after I use it. I mean, you have great skin and you like, you have great, you have amazing skin. Um, but I think I have, I think my skin can tolerate, I think I have a little, maybe tougher skin. My skin can tolerate a lot. So I can, I yeah. can use that, that kind of a thing. I can kind of get a little rough with it. Um, oh, and people have been asking me about hair and then I'll shut up, but people have been asking me <laughs> about hair and I will tell you my hair has stopped falling out. My Amazing. hair has stopped falling out. I mean, I will tell you when I was pulling on my hair, I was just getting clumps of hair. It was really unnerving it's very when it happens. So upsetting. So the things that really worked for me were um, Nutrafol worked for me. Um, and then I got my, the naturopath doctor that I see recommended something called Pure Encapsulations Hair Skin Nails Ultra which has a kind of collagen in it that she says is the best, um, is the best collagen. It's called BioCell Collagen. So I started taking those things. I stopped using shampoo of any kind. I just use Hair Story with the massage, massaging brush. And, mm -hmm. and I have a silk pillowcase, which mostly helps with lines on your face, but also with your hair. And I also have gone on bioidentical hormone creams. So that combination of things has restored my hair in, I would say, oh, and Nutrafol, Nutrafol I've been on for two months. I would say that combination of things in the last two months, my hair just last week stopped falling out. Oh, it's such a bummer when it falls out. I remember when a bunch of mine fell out and just that feeling in the shower or when you brush your hair and it's coming out. I remember going to see a movie when all my hair was falling out and just being like, look at all the hair people have. That was before I knew that all actresses wear wigs in movies. Yes, I didn't know that either. They all wear wigs and they all have extensions. Extensions and wigs. It's, a, it's either a wig or an extension. No, every person who works in Hollywood has told me this. It is so demoralizing to start losing your hair because it, for me at least, it started really to fuck with my sense of my own vitality. Mm -hmm. And I was just feeling, and you, you become totally obsessed with your hair in a way that I've never really given a shit, but it was, yeah. it was a very, it was, it was, it, it was feeling really upsetting. And it feels like this, this is the solution because you're trying to hold on to your hair by balancing your hormones, because that's why it starts falling out. So balancing mm -hmm. your hormones with the, with the nutrients, with the vitamins, and for me, if you can, I'm, I think I'm trying hormone therapy just to see how it works for me. And then also then on the other end, you know, keep it from falling out and then keep it healthy, whatever you have. So yeah. that that's, people have asked about it. That's what's working for me. I don't know if it'll work for everyone else. I'm not a doctor. Obviously talk to your doctor. I had all my thyroid and everything tested and it was fine. Yeah, it's very important to do that if yes. you're losing your hair because it could be something serious. It could be something that's not perimenopause related that's very that's really serious. But I had blood work done, you know, every three months for the last year. So I don't I know it's not anything like that. Um do you have recommendations for the week? We talked about wanting to do recommendations. Um, I think I mentioned I got, you know, I really like somebody somewhere. I don't, you know, my beauty products are my beauty products. They kind of stay the same, especially what I put on my skin. I'm very like superstitious about changing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, maybe there's something better. Who knows? Well, that's how I'm about mascara. Okay. <laughs> I am like a serial mascara monogamist. <laughs> like I find a mascara, I fall in love with it. I tell everybody how great it is. And then I'm like, eh. Time for a new one. <laughs> I also have a new pants brand that is not Big Bud Press. I have a new. <laughs> what is it? It's called Gravel and Gold. It's based out of San Francisco. They make these really nice. They're not too high waisted. They're kind of stiff. They're kind of painter pants, but that you don't have to buy the painter pants. They also make jeans, and it's just a little indie brand. And I really like the way the fit is. 
the fabric's a little bit stiff, but they don't feel too tight. The way that the 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 way the fit is, the the button is not digging into my stomach, and they're a hard mm-hmm. and it's hard pants, which you know is unusual for me. Yeah, really, I hate a hard pant. Um, but <laughs> but gravel and gold, I bought the I bought the like sort of mini striped painter pants, and I like them a lot, and I think they'll be Cute. good with in the summer with like a little button down and sandals. Cute. I haven't been buying clothes lately. I've been so not buying clothes. Well, you're in like a wintry funk. I'm in like the only good time of the year to live in LA. You know, I'm in a wintry funk and I moved to Brooklyn and not to like, I moved to suburban Brooklyn, not hipster Brooklyn. And in suburban Brooklyn, like the dress code is, you know, it's a, it's a sliding scale. It's like, <laughs> you know, it, it, it just, I, I definitely like, like I walked into my mother's building. My mother lives uptown. I walked into her building the other day. I had my mask on, so the doorman didn't recognize me. I said, "I'm Miss Francis' daughter." And then I hear him saying to somebody quietly, "It's Miss Francis' daughter." And I was like, "How am I dressed that people are talking this way about me?" Like, I think I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Maybe when warm weather comes again, I'll yeah, be it's a, it's a, you're in a wintry funk. We just passed the most depressing day of the year. It's like January 21st or something is the most depressing day of the year. And it's because of winter. Like, you know. Winter is hard. I went on Saturday after, no, Sunday after it snowed. My friend Andrea came out to Prospect Park with her husband and their son so they could go sledding. Mm -hmm. And it is the most hysterical scene in Prospect Park. It's like a a friend, our friend Ben called it the Children's Winter Olympics. (laughs) Because like all these Park Slope parents are out there with their sleds and they're all, it, it just like, I've never seen anything like it. It's hilarious. Well, in New York, you're always trying to create that childhood for your kids that they can't actually get in New York. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like how the playgrounds are so weird and competitive and aggro. I hate yeah. it. I hated like the Park Slope pr- playground with Charlotte was too. I mean, it's probably one of the reasons we moved because I was like, hmm. ah, this is so intense. This should not be this intense. <laughs> Yeah, and the all the um, all of the tension between the stay-at-home mothers and the nannies. Yes, 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 yes. No, I really it, and everything's crowded, and the kids are all waiting, and they're crying and fall. It's like you know, kids kids don't have patience in the best of circumstances, you know. So it's like one one swing that they all want to get on. <laughs> Yeah. No, all I have to do is swing a baby on a swing for like three minutes, and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't want a kid. No, this is really fucking boring. I really was not great at any of that. And I somebody told me recently that there's like a parallel psychologically, a parallel between, you know, sort of toddler baby years and tween and early teen years. So you kind of get a good you kind of get a do over like you can repair Mm -hmm. some of the things that happened when they were younger. And I really feel so much more able to be present with an 11, 12-year-old than I did with a three, four-year-old. I was just like, I I wasn't great at playing. Like, I really sucked yeah. at playing. I tried, but I and I would do <laughs> it, but I was not great at it. Like, there are some moms that were just, like, getting in there. They're having, like, Pinterest yeah. birthday parties. Like, I was just not good at any of that shit. Um, before we go today... So we asked listeners to give us reviews on the, of the podcast. I have to say, I, I've been reading the reviews. They are so incredibly touching to me. I, I didn't know that people felt this way about the show. I've cried a couple of times looking at them. Aww. I'm super, super grateful. So thank you to everybody who wrote us a review. It, it means the world to me. Um, yeah. And it really has made me feel like, Oh, I guess we're doing something that people like. <laughs> yes. No, it's been super nice. I'll remind those of you who didn't um, hear it when we mentioned it on the podcast. Um, everybody who writes a five-star review of us on Apple Podcasts, a review of Everything is Fine, um, we will read their reviews out loud on an episode. And it was, and it has been very touching. And I think what's really touching to me is how there are kind of themes. People say a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it felt good because we've been, we've been kicked around a little. We've, everyone online is kicked around a lot. That's what happens. That's what happens when you put anything out into the world. But 
There are a lot of them, so we're going to have to space them out over a couple of weeks. But yes, please keep sending them. They really mean so much to us. But would you like to read them? This part I feel so corny about, but this is the this is the part. Okay, I will read three and then you read three. Perfect. Thank you for coming up with a, a system. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Cat B says, love this podcast. Totally takes the edge off the Monday blues. Keep it going, ladies. And then Boom Violet says, I just love listening to Kim and Jen. It's like a coffee clutch with your best friends without having to put on clothes, choose what you want to eat, or even muster the energy to participate. It's a connection to my peers in a super relatable, fits my pocket way. And then nice. this is from Carol. Um, I listened to this podcast on my drive to and from work. Between COVID and my job, elementary school librarian, adult co conversation is practically non-existent. This podcast is just fun. I love hearing about the lives they lived when they worked at different magazines. Their guests are always interesting and are treated with respect and curiosity. Also, I loved magazines, starting with Seventeen and Teen, Vogue, Bon Appetit, Moore, and Lucky. I miss them. Those that are left are shells of their former selves. Isn't that the truth? And I love that Kim and Jen talk about what it was like to put a magazine together back in the day. Oh, okay. I know. I, I know. Okay, this one. You're going to oh, you're I, such I, a crybaby. I know I'm such a crybaby. It's gross. Okay. Aunt, Aunt Audrey says, like the diner scene and when Harry met Sally, Jen, Kim, and their guests give voice to their experiences in a way that is funny, honest, and relatable. Thank you for affirming with each episode that it isn't just me. Okay, this one is from Jen. This has become my favorite podcast, raw, honest, and funny. I especially enjoy the episodes that are just Kim and Jen, which I am shocked that anybody <laughs> listens to us bullshit, but I'm so grateful that they do. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then um, one more. This is from Carolyn. I love listening to Kim and Jen. They are thoughtful, funny, and always recommending wonderful books and other things. They have fantastic guests, Samantha Irby. I concur. I love Samantha Irby, but I almost prefer when it's just the two of them chatting. Jen is not the original host, true, but I love what she brings <laughs> to the table. Still waiting to, Kim, to hear Kim's meeting Patty Smith story. <laughs> that was from the first episode. Mm. Um, should we keep going? Um, yeah, I'll read another one. Okay. Okay. This, this is from, oh, this person was tricky. They said their name was Kim and Jen. <laughs> Listening to Jen and Kim talk about, well, pretty much everything is like hanging out with your coolest friends. Nothing seems to be off limits and their candor is refreshing and enlightening. This one I'm going to read. The Modern Ager blog. The Modern Ager blog. Oh, I've never looked at that. I should look at that. Me neither. You don't like Elvis Costello, but I'm still here. You didn't get <laughs> White Lotus, but I'm still here. Oh, but I think this is supposed to be a song that I'm not getting. Oh, but Monday morning, it was all I hoped it would be. Thank you for taking me here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, that's a nice one. That's a super nice one. We're going to read these every week. Thank you so much for sending them. And thank you for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, just like we talked about, rate and review it. Wherever you listen to podcasts, it really helps us gain audience. If you want to support the show and support the production of the show, you can join our Patreon, which is patreon.com backslash everything is fine. We put exclusive content up there. We're going to have an upcoming episode on Under the Tuscan Sun in the next couple <laughs> of weeks. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Instagram at EIF Podcast. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter. You can email us at everythingisfinethepodcast at gmail.com. You can find Kim on her blog, girlsofacertainage.com, and you can find me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.